Amen. We'd like to welcome everyone this morning to Spirit and Life International Ministries. Amen. Where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. Amen. Amen. We didn't come to preach you happy. We came to teach you whole. Amen. Let the source of you being whole be the source of your happiness. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. But we welcome you all this morning. We'd like to welcome everyone that's joining us by our podcast this morning. Or by way of our website, www.slim.church. Or by way of our teleconference line, amen. Those who are joining us, we welcome you this morning, amen. Glory to God. In these last two weeks, we've shifted, we've transitioned. We've been teaching on a message entitled, Living from the Throne. Living from the Throne, amen. And we're going to continue in that vein this morning, amen, of living from the throne. But... The, the, the title of, of, of today's message will be A Word Reality. Amen. Amen. Living from the throne. Amen. A Word Reality. Amen. See, I want to make this statement that it's impossible to, to, to live from the position that God has placed you without the Word of God being a reality to you. Amen. That's good right there. It's impossible to live from the position God has placed you without the word of God being a reality to you. Amen. See, we, we're living in a time when, when everyone is doubting the word and, and everyone is questioning the word of God and, 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 and everyone wants to test the, 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 the validity of the word of God and, and trying to validate it in, in ways against the things of the natural. Amen. But... The, 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 everyone is, is, is at a time when they're in opposition of the word and they want to test the word and they're opposing the word of God and, and all these different religions and beliefs are coming up and they're going back in history and trying to prove that okay well this was done before this and that was done before this but this can't be real and then why the Bible says this and then if he was married to her then them two was kin and, and this and that was going on and all of that this stuff trying to take away from the substance of the word and we're living in that time now but what is our reality. Amen. Amen. What is our reality? See, today I want to teach you to see you through the eyes of God. Amen. I want to teach you this morning to see you through the lens of Scripture. Amen. See, you haven't come to know or understand you until you begin to see you through the Word of God. Amen. See, there's a you in you that you don't know, but you won't come to know until you know God and His Word. Amen. See, there's a you in you that is, 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 is trapped right now. There's a you in you that is waiting to bust out right now. There's a you in you that you have not seen, but your greatness lies in Him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. See, until you begin to view yourself according to your word, you'll never see you like you're supposed to see you. Amen. See, I'm trying to get you to a place where the word of God is your mirror. Amen. I know you see your natural self in the, in, in the mirror when you wake up in the morning and you wash your face and, and you brush your teeth and, and you're trying to get your hair together and, and you're putting lotion on your hands and you're checking yourself out and all that stuff and all that good stuff. But I'm trying to get you to see another you that you can only see when you open up the word of God. Amen. Amen. See, that natural you you see ain't going to be the same. It's going to change at some point. Yes. 
Hair's going to get gray. Hair's going to go. You're going to gain enough fat around the waistline. And, and, and wrinkles going to show up. And bags going to show up under your eyes. And, and you're going to look kind of heavy. Amen. You're going to notice that your clothes are going to change. But there's a you in you that was created after the one who created you that cannot change. Amen. Amen. But the truth about him is not who you see in the mirror. The truth about him is in the word. Amen. Amen. Until you begin to see him, then you'll be able to see that other man in a greater light. Amen. Amen. See, a word perception will always produce a word perspective. Amen. Amen. A word perception will always produce a word perspective. See, your perception is the way that you see yourself. Amen. Your perspective is the way that you see everything else. So when you begin to see yourself according to what the words say about you, you'll begin to see everything else according to what the words say about you. But the word in you will determine how you see everything else. But if you never see you according to the word and continue to see yourself according to the natural, you're stripping yourself of the greatness that God has and desires for you. Amen. A word reality. Amen. So, so my question is, what is your reality? Let it sink in. What is your reality? What is the concrete thing in your life that you weigh all other things against? What is the foundational thing in your life that you build and structure all other things on? Everything you encounter, what, what do you structure it against? Amen. Amen. What is the reality to you? What is your measuring scale? Amen. You got to see it. When, when, when people run track, they, they say, I'm running the, the 10 by 7 in the meters. And, 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 and they see, I, I, I don't measure my height, how tall I am in miles. Miles is for distance. My height is for inches and feet. So I can't use the standard for distance as the standard for my height. But what is the standard that you use for your life? Amen. I like it when it's quiet. Amen. What is your truth? What is your anchor? What is the thing that holds you down? When everything around you is shifting and moving and trying to pull you this way and pull you that way. What is the thing that holds you together? What is your reality? What is your truth? Amen. Because the person you are lies in the thing that is real and true to you. I repeat that. The person that you are Lies in the thing that is a reality or true to you. When I was young, you couldn't tell me wrestling wasn't real. And my reality was in that. I used to go outside with my friends and practice the moves and, and all this stuff. And, and my reality was in the wrestling. Until I found out it wasn't true. Amen. But I would be some type of fool to continue to have the belief I had in wrestling. As a kid, and still have that same belief now, knowing it's not true. Amen. But what is your truth? 
Amen. See, if you answer that question with any other answer than the word of God, then you leave your life vulnerable for the attack of the enemy. The word of God has to be your only reality. The word of God has to be your only truth. Amen. Jesus said over John 17 and 17, thy word is truth. Amen. Jesus said over John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the word. The way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So, if this word is true, amen, and he said that he is true, amen, then over in John 1 he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, they sound like God, Jesus, and his word is the truth. So if your life is based on anything other than that, then your whole life you have been living a lie. Amen. So now who or what is your reality? What is your truth? Because if it's anything other than the word still, then you're still like a grown man who's believing in wrestling and knowing that it's fake. Word reality. Word reality. See, the word you don't know is an area of your life you leave vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. The word you don't know is an area of your life you leave vulnerable for the attack of the enemy. Amen. Everywhere the enemy attacks, he attacks in an area where he thinks you're weaker in the word of God. Amen. Look what he did Eve in the garden. His first approach was a word approach. Amen. He said, surely God didn't say you can eat of every tree of the garden. Amen. And, and, and see, he attacked her in the area where she twisted the word. In. See, God told them not to eat from the tree. But when she told Satan, God told them not to eat nor touch the tree in the midst of the garden. Satan said back and said, hmm, she don't know the whole truth. I got a little room here. See, when you don't know the whole truth, the enemy can teach you that God is a lie. See, when he saw her twisted, God said you need to eat, don't touch it. See, the enemy was present too. He know God just told her not to eat. He ain't say nothing about touching it. Amen. Amen. But when she said not touch it, the enemy said, hmm, she's stretching the truth a little bit. That sounds like my type of person. I can get in with her. Amen. If I can convince her to look at God what he says as a lie, or if I can convince her to look at that God is holding something back from him, then I can get in and work in my little plan. Amen. Producing doubt. Amen. That's it. He produced a doubt in her. And the doubt in her produced a generation of sinful nature. A generation of people who believe in a lie. A generation of people who want to question the word. See, when you question the word today, you're no different than what Eve did in the garden. Amen. 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 You're still living from the effects of the fall. Amen. You're still living from the mindset of the fallen man. But see, what I'm teaching you this morning is trying to rid you of the post-fruit mentality. And give you a word Amen. Amen. The enemy is always attacking at the point of the word when you're born. 
Look, 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 look in the scripture over, over in John. When John baptized Jesus, amen. And then the heavens opened and the Spirit of God came down on him in the form of a dove. Amen. And God spoke from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I well pleased. Amen. And then all of a sudden the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by who? The devil. The enemy. And what did the enemy say? Surely be the son of God. Turn this rock. But see, Jesus was not vulnerable with the word. So the enemy couldn't attack him in that place. Amen. The minute the enemy said something, Jesus turned back and said, but it is written. It is written. Amen. Man should not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of them. So if you're not living by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, then your reality is not the word of God. Amen. Amen. See, if, if the devil could try to attempt the word with the word, what you think he's going to do to you who are not knowledgeable of all the word? Amen. Amen. See, it says that Jesus was the word. So the devil ain't got no cut, no cut. at all. I know who they say you are, but let me see if you're really that. Yeah. Amen. Turn this stone into bread. <laughs> Prove to me. Amen. Yeah. See, what Jesus knew, I don't have to prove myself right. to the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I don't have to prove myself to God. Because the minute the heavens opened and the spirit came on me, God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So I don't have to do nothing to please him because the minute I hit the scene, he was already pleased with me. So I don't work for the father's approval. I work from the father's approval. Amen. Amen. You got to see. But that's living a word reality. See, Jesus was able to live from the throne while in the earth because he lived a word reality. So in a time when people are testing us with the word and questioning us with the word and want to know how much scripture you know, you don't have to show them what you know. All you have to know is that you operate from a God who already has you on approval. Amen. Amen. God already has you with an A on your report card. All he wants you to do is act like an honest student. Amen. Amen. You already passed the class with God. Yes. But he just wants you to act like you're being promoted. Amen. 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 You're already there. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. See, in this life, what you do know and what you don't know can still harm you. Yes. Amen. See, you, uh, the word you do know can still harm you if you don't apply. Praise Amen. See, self-ignorance is the biggest threat to all of mankind. Selfie. See, Jesus knew he was a son. And he was approved as a son. So when anybody tried to test him with the word, he knew exactly what to do and how to apply it. See, knowledge of the word of God is our key to freedom and the destruction of self-ignorance. Amen. See, the area of your life that you're ignorant of, uh, there's an absence of the word, is the area of your life that you will abuse or be abused with. Amen. I repeat that. The area of your life where you're ignorant of the word or the area of your life that God is absent in, that area is subject for you to abuse it or that area is subject to be abused by someone or something. Amen. Amen. 
everyone who's dealing with any type of abuse or addiction is ignorant in the area that they're being abused in. They have been told something that was a lie. They have believed something that was a lie. They have come into something that is opposing of God's truth about them. Because if you ever saw you and knew you according to what the words said, you wouldn't believe or do things that was opposing to God. Amen. Amen. We need a word reality. We need a word reality. In this time when everyone is challenging scripture, we need a word reality. Even if they're challenging a part of the scripture that you don't know, still believe it because it's of God. You don't have to prove to them or feel any inferior because you don't know it and they're hitting you with it and trying to twist it and all these different things. You just stand on and say, I'm going to believe God in the word. And they like to go, well, what the Bible say about this? I don't have to prove that to you. I'm not going to have a Bible challenge with you. Amen. When I know I have a whole relationship with God. Amen. 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 I'm not here to argue with you when I have a whole relationship with God. Jesus never argued the scripture. Even when they tried to trick him and test him and all those things. All he did was spoke the truth. Amen. Amen. But there's a need for truth in scripture. Amen. Turn with me, 2 Timothy. Amen. We haven't gotten a word yet. I'm sweating. Amen. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. Amen. Now, now y'all won't allow me to teach this because I'm going to really have to peel this, this, this portion of scripture back. And I might sit here for a while. But once we get this thing pulled back, we're going to blast off to everything else God wants to see. According to the word being our reality. Amen. But we got to sit back and pull this out. Because it's pointing to something in this scripture that should make you want the word to be your only reality. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And when you get that, then you say, I got it, Pastor. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to read it to you from two versions, but I'm going to come from the King James first. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And look what it says. It says all scripture. Or some scripture. Just a little bit of scripture. Just the part of the scripture you know. Or uh, just a part of the scripture the pastor quote. Oh. All means all, and that's all all means. Oh, Amen. Amen. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Say word reality. Word reality. A word reality. Now I got to break this down if y'all give me some time. Amen. I got a little time with you, amen. But it says all scripture, not some, is given by inspiration of God. We're going to stop there. I'm, I'm going to tell the tale in that for a minute. Now inspiration has two meanings. It means a divine influence or action on a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation. Inspiration. So, if all scripture is inspired by God, that means some divine influence came over the people 
who was writing the scriptures that gave them the ability to receive something in the super and manifesting and exposing in the natural. Amen. Amen. Now the definition says a divine influence of action on a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation. So they were able to receive something and communicate it to another. So they're letting you know that scripture is not something that man made up of his own. It was inspired by God on the person who wrote it. But he ain't just inspired on them for them to have it. It says here that they were qualified to receive it. Divine. They say it was inspired by God. That's the scripture. Amen. God inspired them. He provoked them to write it. Amen. But what qualified them to do this? Amen. What qualified them to do this? The Spirit of God in their life qualified them to do this. God saw them as righteous would qualify them to do this. Because over in John 4 and 24 it says God is a spirit. No spirit can legally operate in the earth without a body. So if God wants to do something in the earth, he has to find someone or somebody to do it through. So God wanted some scriptures to be revealed to us. So he saw someone who was qualified for him to work through in order to write that in which he wanted us to know. Inspiration. Scripture. Inspired. Amen. He qualified them. Amen. Over in 1 Corinthians it says that that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Amen. The things that God has for them who love him. And we normally stop that. But the next scripture said, but he had revealed them to us by his. So the scripture is the thing that eyes have not seen. The scripture is the thing that ears have not heard. That God revealed to them that love him. Amen. That they may. Receive it by his spirit and give it and reveal it to us. They were inspired for this. So don't let those in the world test you and trap you with scripture and saying this is not real and that's not real. When the word said that it's all scriptures inspired by God. Amen. Amen. Second definition of inspiration means something that makes someone want to do something or that gives someone an idea about what to do or create. A force that provokes, entices, or influences someone to do so. Amen. They could not write the scripture because God was influencing them and provoking them and enticing them to write this thing because they know something that they wrote it, it was going to be able to produce something in anyone who believed it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So every word of the Bible was inspired by God. And it didn't matter who wrote it. Because they like to look at the life of well, who said it and who wrote it. You know, they want to look at it. They're looking at the shortcomings of the person who did it. But God used them anyway. Amen. Amen. God used them anyway. Moses wrote Genesis. Amen. Moses was, he stuck. He, he, he had a self-esteem problem. Amen. But he still wrote it. 
Amen. Amen. Paul was a thug, the first terrorist, and he wrote three fourths of the New Testament. God saw him fit to do it. He qualified. He qualified. He used to tear the church down, then he come back and write three fourths of the New Testament. Inspired by God. Scripture. Amen. But it says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Hold up. Now all of a sudden now God inspired some people who are qualified to receive and write for him. Now you're telling me the thing that they write is profitable? Talking about the word reality now. Profitable. Amen. So profitable. Profitable means something that yields or produces advantages, returns, or good and helpful results. You have a profitable business, it's returning some money. Results. Results. Amen. Helpful results. Good stuff. Amen. Glory to God. So you're telling me scripture now, God inspired it. Amen. All of it. And now, it yields and produces advantage stuff and goods that are, that are helpful and bring results. Word reality. And he said that it's profitable for doctrine. Hold up. So God provoked influence and inspired these people to write some stuff that it yields and produces advantage return of goods and helpful results. And it is a set of ideas and beliefs that are taught and believed to be true. Doctrine. Doctrine is a set of belief, ideas, the things that are taught to be true. Amen. That's all scripture. But wait. It said, for reproof. Hold up. So God inspired something, influenced some people to write something. Amen. That Produces an advantage return of some goods or helpful results, and is a set of ideas that is believed to be true. And then it has the ability to be proved or tested. Amen. Amen. Mean it's the grading scale yes. for all things. Yes. So that means when something comes into your life, you take it the something that comes, and you hold it up against the word. And you look into the word first. Yes. Then you look at the thing that has come. come now, if the thing don't come, don't line up to the word, then you let the thing come, go. <laughs> it's not in line with the truth. Amen. Amen. I learned uh, something about, about in government. Amen. That, that we, the U.S. Treasury, the people who make the money for the United States. Amen. Amen. Now, now, it, it, they, they make a whole bunch of money in the green room, money steady print. Amen. But they work with the money all day. Amen. But they have people in the world that make counterfeit money. A lot of it look just like the real money. But the people who work for the government never look at the counterfeit money. They're trained to study the real money, how it feel, what it smell, of, what it look like, and what it touch like, and how it feel. Every both side, they know what the numbers are. What, in the place. All they do is study the truth of the real money. Amen. So when the fake show up, they know it's not it. They don't have to look at the fake. They know the real. Yes. That's the way God wants you to look at the word. Be so in tune with the truth to when the lies of the world show up, you know it ain't of God. Yes. 
You have to see it. But it's saying that all scripture is inspired by God. I mean, that God provoked it and influenced people to write it. And that same scripture has the ability to yield an advantage return or give good effects. And it's a set of ideas that believe to be true. And you can prove or test anything by it. Yes. It says a reproof. Amen. Then it says, for correction. Oh, my God. So hold up. These people wrote something that God inspired. That means God put the idea in their mind and it provoked and influenced them to write it. And what they wrote now can bring back an advantage return or produce advantage return of goods that has a helpful effect. And then it is a set of things that is believed to be true. And that thing could be tested against anything and not this thing can correct. Yeah. Good God of mine. So correct, that means it can change that makes something right, true, and accurate. It's the change that can make something correct, true, or accurate. So not only if you the word has the ability to show you the lie. But it has the ability to take the lie and make it into the truth. Amen. So if you know you, outside of what the word says about you, the word has the ability to take that, that vision you had in yourself and cast it aside and make you see you the way God desired you the whole time. The truth. Say the word has the ability. Amen. To, to change your reality. That's the scripture. Second definition of correction. I like this one. This is the one going to lead us into our explosion. The second, it says to bring into conformity with a standard. <laughs> huh? To bring you in conformity with a standard. See, everything has a standard. Yes. Something it bases itself on. Yes. Something that the truth of it, yes. it lies in the standard. Yes. Amen. See, it, it has calls that have a certain standard. Like, uh, uh, it got a call that, that says you got the Ford F-150. Amen. And, and the standard for the Ford F-150 is it comes with a uh, CD player and power windows and AC and, 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 and all the other good stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Power windows, power seats, you know, all the good stuff. But that's the standard for the Ford. That means if that Ford don't possess at least that, it's not a Ford. Amen. A standard. Everything else has to be at least the standard. Because if it don't meet the standard, it can't be. It can't measure. Amen. The standard. So it says correction is to bring into conformity with the standard. Now to conform with something means to confession yourself out. So the word has the ability to, 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 to bring you in conformity with the standard. I mean, the word has the ability to make you fashion yourself against with the standard of God. Amen. Amen. The standard. See, see, chemicals, chemicals, chemicals have this thing they call the periodic table. Amen. And every chemical has to have some type of element or something from that periodic table. In order to, 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 to make itself a chemical that it is. They say, what's the chemical breakdown of it is? And they look at the table and say, look, it got a little carbon dioxide in it. What that is, CO2. You know, they go to the, the molecular formula for it. And all that good stuff. And the chemical formulas to the thing. And all that good stuff. But the truth and the standard for every chemical lies in the periodic table. Yes, if it doesn't match with the table, then it isn't a chemical. Right. So if your life don't match with God's standard, 
you have something to go to called scripture that would have conformed you to the standard. You have to see it. So wait, God, all scripture is inspired, that means influenced by God. And it's something that yields a produce an advantage return that gives a good effect. And it's a set of beliefs that, 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 that are taught that believe to be true. And it has the ability to, to prove everything. And now you're telling me it has the ability to bring into conformity with itself? So what is God saying? What is God saying? He says, for instructions in righteousness. That's the key. Instruction in righteousness. Amen. Instruction in righteousness. Now, instruction is detailed information telling how something should be done how it operates, or how it's assembled. When you get a new toy, something has instruction in the inside telling you how it operates, how it should be done, or how to put it together. Amen. So, if the scripture, if it gives you instructions in righteousness, amen, amen then righteousness must be the standard of God. Amen. Righteousness must be the standard of God. See, righteousness is the standard to the kingdom of God. Righteousness is the standard to the kingdom of God. See, you can't be in God's kingdom and be anything less than righteous. But scripture is the thing needed for you to get there. You got to see. Scripture is the thing needed for you to get there. Turn with me quick. But keep your finger on that last scripture too. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. I got a little more time with you. Not, not too much longer. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. It says that righteousness is the standard of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Righteousness is the standard for the kingdom of God. 6 and 9. When you get that, let me hear you say, I got it, Pastor. Glory to God. Y'all been a very great group this month. But look at the scripture say. Everybody there? It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. It says the unrighteous should not inherit the kingdom of God. That means righteousness has to be the standard for the kingdom. Because unrighteousness can't have it. Amen. So, now let's go back to our foundation scripture. Amen. I just wanted to prove that point. I'm going to tie this together and we're going to go. Amen. I'm about to tie this together and we're going to go. Amen. Now we're talking about scripture. Amen. A word reality. That's what we're talking about. Amen. Second Timothy. Amen. 3 and 16. That's what we was. Amen. And boy, we was peeling that apart. Amen. We peel that thing. We, we, we dissect that. Amen. But but now, let, let, let's break it down. And we're going to tie it together. Amen. It says, now, now the scripture says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Amen. 
It says that the man of God may be perfect. Scripture does all these things so the man of God can be perfect. How many of y'all here believe that you are perfect? Praise the Lord. How many of you in here believe you are perfect? See, anybody who don't raise their hand do not see themselves according to the word, but see themselves according to the word. See, the world tells you you have to do everything right in order to be perfect. But the word of God says perfect is in Christ. Perfect is in Christ. God is not looking at your mistakes. God is not looking at your mistakes. See, there isn't a sin you can commit that grace can't cover. There isn't a sin you can commit that grace can't cover. The word said where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Amen. See, you have not reached a place in your life that you messed up so bad that God can't reach down and get you. Okay, you have not sinned that bad. There isn't a sin available. That God can't reach down and get you from. No matter what pit you in, God can reach down and grab. You. Amen. That isn't a mistake you made that God can't get you back from. But see, we've let the world define perfection for us. So we think that every little mistake we make, God mad with us. Amen. Amen. We think that everything we do, God is upset with us. Amen. We, we think that everything that happened, that God is, is angry with us, that he want to put his wrath on us. He sent his son in order to take his wrath so we don't have to go through it. Amen. See, he said, if we sin, to confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, if he's faithful and just to clean us from all unrighteousness, then he must want us to have the standard. To, to receive and inherit the kingdom. He don't want us to remain unrighteous because he has a kingdom he wants us to inherit. So he said, I got to at least make them the standard of my kingdom. But scripture is the thing that is needed to get you there. You got to have a word. Reality. Now let us, let, us, let us tie this together. Let us tie this together. Glory to God. Oh, come on. Now, now watch this. Watch this. This is what it's saying. This is what it's saying. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So it's saying that all scripture it was, was given in, 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 through the inspiration of God. That means God took the scriptures, some things God wanted to say. But he's a spirit and he needs somebody to get it to the people he loves. Yes. So God said, I know what I do. I inspire. I mean, I put my divine influence on those who are qualified to receive my spirit and cause them to write, provoke them to write, to, yes. to, to, to influence yes. them to write, to entice them to write something that has advantage returns are good and is helpful for results. And these things that they write, or will be a set of ideas and beliefs that are taught to believe to be true. And these things that they write, anything in life can be measured and tested against this thing. And when it's tested and what it proves that is wrong, it has the ability to change and make that thing right, true, and accurate. And it also can take that thing and make it conform with the standard. And that standard is righteousness. And when that man takes that standard and becomes that standard that is righteous, now that man could be good and perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good work. Amen. 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 But righteousness. 
and gives instruction into righteousness. That means it gives detailed information telling how something should be done, how righteous should be done. It gives detailed information telling how righteousness operates. It gives detailed information about how righteousness is put together. So what is this righteousness? That has to be your question. Righteousness. I'm going to tell you this fact. Righteousness is not in doing. Righteousness is in being. You cannot do right until you are made right. You have to be righteous. Righteousness is a being, not something you do. See, when you become righteous as in being, you're able to do that which is right. Amen. You got to see. Righteousness is the standard. God said, I'll make you the standard. So you are automatically now produce what I desire. Just like when the Ford came off, off, the, off the assembly line. He said, I'll make it the standard of a Ford. So when I see it out in the street on the road, it's going to perform like a rope Ford supposed to perform. So when God made you the standard of righteousness, he put you out in the world, he's going to see you walking and stepping and performing like a child of God is supposed to perform. Amen. You got to see it for what it is. Amen. So God made you righteous. Amen. What is this righteousness? See, righteousness, I'm going to give you two definitions. The first one, y'all should know, we teach this all the time. Righteousness is possessing the perfect nature of God in you as your very own nature. That means God gives you exactly what he is for you to be that. And that way he knows that when you're in the earth operating, you're operating like him because I made you everything that I am. He gives you his perfect nature in you. You possessing his perfect nature in you as your very own nature. Second definition of righteousness. Now this one is very important because it ties in our overall teaching. Living from the throne. Amen. The second definition is the ability to boldly stand in the presence of God without any sense of fear, inferiority, guilt, shame, or weakness. Like you never once possessed a sinful nature. Like sin never existed in you. That's righteousness. Amen. See, not only do he want you to have his nature, but he also wants you that wants you to know that you have the ability to fellowship with me. You have the ability to be in my presence. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to believe that you don't belong here. You don't have to be shamed. You don't have to act weak. I need you to know you belong in my presence. You are righteous. He made you to step. But scripture is the thing that corrects you and proves you and gets you together and points you and shows you that this is the truth. This is the thing that you are. You are everything that God created. I made you in my image and after my life, I've given you my nature, my desire for you. Never change. Just because Adam messed it up, I'll bring it back to you. But you have to see yourself through a word reality. You have to see yourself through a word reality. He made you this. He made you in his nature. He made you to have this ability to stand in his presence. Amen. 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 Let's turn to our closing scripture, 2 Corinthians 5. No, that's the A of our closing scripture. There's a B part too. Amen. That's the A part. And then we're going to get on out. This word is good to me, man. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. 5 and 17. We did the word get us to a certain standard. Amen. The word gets us to a certain standard. Amen. Look, look, look what it says. Look what it says. Everybody there, let me hear you say, I got it. I got it, Pastor. Amen. Look what it says. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become 
new. Yes. Good God Almighty. So they say that everything is in Christ. So God is basically saying if anyone now is perfect, because <laughs> perfection is measured in Christ. So God said if any man is in Christ, he's not what he used to be. He's totally something else. What he used to be has passed away. But he's now become all new. But scripture has to show me this. Now, this word, this word, this, this new creature, amen, comes from the Greek word katesis, and that word means original creation. Amen. <laughs> original creation. So God has said, if any man is in Christ, he is the original creation. So what is the original creation? It was the man he created in the beginning. Amen. So God has said, if any man is in Christ, he's created in my image and after my likeness. That's right. He's everything my one son is. Anyone that he said, good God Almighty, he said that, let us make man. So us is God and his son. In the beginning. He said, let us make them in our image and act our likeness. Now, Christ was a part of that us. So if I'm in him, I'm part of that us now too. So what God did, he got me back to the condition that I was before the fall. Amen. Amen. Now I'm dead now, but I have to see myself through the eyes of the word in order to believe this. Amen. Amen. You got to see it. So he said that before if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old has passed away, behold, all have become new. Then God goes to say, okay, that's a standard for this new man. That's a standard for this new man. Jump down, tell me to verse 21. Verse 21, same scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. When your dad, let me hear you say God. And look what it said. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of what? In Good God Almighty. It said that he made him to be sin who did not know Sin at all. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So He took. Hey, amen. Oh boy. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. It says, the old has passed away, and behold, all things are new, and that is of God. Amen. So God returned man to the nature of what he was in the beginning. So if he returned him to the nature, then he returned him back to the sin. So you can't have the nature without possessing the standard because the standard is the nature. Because we look at the standard is righteousness and righteousness is possessing the perfect nature of God in you as your very own nature. Amen. Amen. So this is what he done. He said, okay, I'll I show you. I'm going to make you the standard. I'm going to take you what you used to be and make you something new. I'm going to strip you of that standard you used to be. I'm going to take that standard and I'm going to put that standard upon my son. I'm going to take that standard that he was and begin in that righteousness and I'm going to place that in you. Now you are that what he used to be and he's going to die for what you were. And now when he died, he destroyed that what you were in order for you to be just like us. Amen. Glory to God. I, I, I like the way, the way the Passion Translation put it. Look at where the Passion Translation put it. It said, for God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us 
so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Amen. You see what he said? He said, I'll take, you of that, take that old standard of the world from you. That standard of that old car you used to have when you had to roll out the window with your hand. Amen. That you had to pad it a couple times before you started up. Amen. The only air condition you had when you roll it down. I'll take that standard from you. And I'll take that from you. And I'll let my son destroy it. And I'll put this new nature in this. The nature of righteousness. Amen. Well, Carco, it, it parallel park itself right now. I made you a luxury vehicle when you used to be a who? New standard. New step. Say, I'm a new step. I'm the righteousness of God. In Jesus Christ. Glory to God. You got to see that. Amen. Amen. But he says that he makes you the righteousness of God. He makes you the righteousness of God. Man. I'm a, I had some more for you, but I'm going to close out right there. I'm going to close out. I had some more for you. I'm going to continue right there. Amen. I'm not even going to tell you the scripture. We're going to continue on it tomorrow. Me not tomorrow. Wednesday. 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 Amen. I don't want show. won't give it to you, but I'm going to follow the spirit of God. You see, that's it. Amen. 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 Give God a hand for that word. Amen. Amen.